Welcome back to NBD Defined. We're talking about narcissistic personality disorder and we're going through the nine diagnostic traits. Remember, we're not doing this to diagnose, we're doing this to help you identify what's actually happening in your life or in the relationship that you're in. So we need you to be able to understand this is just trying to help educate you in narcissistic personality disorder. My goal is to help bring awareness to what it is and awareness to the abuse that oftentimes ensues out of being in a toxic relationship like this. And as a result, our goal is to help actually liberate you and help get you free. Side note on this is this knowledge will not save you. It might give you an awareness, but the awareness will not promote a change or a direction shift that needs to happen in your life without action. So take a step today, go to rawmotivations.com. You can sign up for a one-on-one -on -one, or we can talk through some of the challenges that you actually walk through to break free from narcissistic personality disorder because it is possible but you have to be willing to actually take the step moving forward. So when we talk about this, we're stepping into number two out of nine of the Narcissistic Personality Disorder characteristics, and we'll go ahead and read it by the DSM-5 and dive right in. Number two is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Now, as we step into this, you need to understand there's this piece of the narcissist being infatuated with something other than what is here. Now, it's interesting because narcissists aren't looking five years down the road and being like, let me predict my life. Oftentimes, there's more impulsiveness, not in necessarily what they're doing, but in like, I'm only focused on what's going on right now not how this is going to affect me, not how this is going to impact the relationship, don't really care about that long term. But there's also this preoccupation of like this, this thought process of like fantasizing, thinking, daydreaming in one sense about, okay, what about this? Now, this can come into all different forms, all different ideas. It lists a couple different ones here inside the DM, DSM-5 of what they might be. So like unlimited success, like climbing the corporate ladder, building the business that he wants to build, like this idea of like, oh, I'm successful, okay? A lot of this fuels a lot of the grandiosity piece. There's this piece of like power, where you have power and control being like the main driving factor of like, I want control over that person. I want power over people. I want power over uh, structures, development, like all different types of things of like, like really in, engage with this is me. I am in control. I'm in power of this. You have brilliance where you move into more of like intellectual narcissism and people that are like, well, my mind is way better than yours. Yours is less less superior than mine. Like the, you, you run into this where people get attracted to this, but the narcissist will only like look at where they're not even sexually involved with the person, but it's more of like intellectual, like mind mapping of where they're actually controlling and, and manipulating you. There's multiple aspects to that. Uh, then you also have like the, the, not just the brilliance, but you have the beauty. And you'll see this, and this is typically where you'll see narcissists fall for public mainstream society is like, oh, look at them. They're focused on their image. They're focused on how amazing they are. Like this is like working with one of the clients that, that their partner walked into his apartment. And it was like all mirrors, like there's mirrors everywhere. So like he could check himself every single direction. Like that's the idea. Okay. But he was like obsessed with that of like, how do I look? Or there's the other one, which is ideal love. And ideal love is this preoccupation or fantasy of like, what would this actually be like? Can I actually find my Disneyland adventure of how much love I can actually get from this person and it being perfect? So there's like this aspect where a narcissist is trying to fantasize about how life could be. 
The hard part is the majority of times they're not willing to actually be vulnerable about how life is. So as a result, they're still thinking and dreaming and, and pretending of life and what it could be, but they're not actually focused on the here and now, how they're actually showing up. And so when we're dealing with this preoccupation of the fantasies, they step into their own world of illusions. Then narcissists are known for being elusive and getting caught on what they do, how they say. But when we talk about illusions, we're talking about they're creating a fantasy world in their mind. So when you create a fantasy world in your mind, we're not trying to go like really ethereal or crazy or we're just saying when you create different ideas of like, I'm preoccupied with these beliefs, these fantasies, these daydreams, then when you step back into reality, it can come into this power dynamic of like, hey, I'm still better than everybody. Now, that might be because of what happened in the fantasy or that might be just because of how they feel in the moment. So like it'd be let's try to give some examples so like when we think about this like i would always have this like daydream at times when i'd be at an event or when i'd be at church or like something like that of like hey something would happen and i would save the day okay whether that be like you know doing doing something whether it be like someone comes in to like beat someone up and i'd beat them up like there's always just like these like thoughts of like what would happen what would i do but i would always be like the hero and i would always like look amazing all this kind of stuff so like in that fantasy, I was like, I'm so amazing, right? And then out of that fantasy, in my head, I'm still like, I'm so amazing. But with this, it's like, hey, there's this preoccupation of like, what is actually happening? So for me, the biggest one that resonates out of all of these is ideal love. Now, this aspect of ideal love for me personally is looking at how do I actually find that true, amazing, vulnerable, wonderful connection while being a narcissist and not wanting to be truthful, vulnerable, or have this amazing connection. And so it's the piece that goes back and forth and I'm like, I want that. But then when I get close, I'm like, I don't want that. Okay. So a narcissist doesn't like to be vulnerable, right? So like vulnerability feels like death to me. Like when I'm vulnerable, when I'm communicating and thankfully therapy, stacking social media has helped me be more vulnerable. But when I'm doing that, it feels like death. It feels like I don't want to actually say this. And so when we're talking through this aspect of ideal love, what I looked at a lot of times is like, hey, I would see another couple and I'd be like, why can't we have that? Like they're, they're laughing, like they're having fun. They're having like this connection. They're having something that I don't have. And then I would use that to be able to judge my partner and be like, wow, well, we have a crappy relationship. I hate this. Like, why can't this be better? There's this preoccupation with something else, ideal love. Now, the thing was, I didn't even realize at that point, but like I was the one that wasn't allowing that to even happen because I wasn't willing to be honest, wasn't willing to be vulnerable. So as a result, nothing could actually build to be that happy couple that we saw walking down. Okay, so like that's the piece that I struggled with a lot was this preoccupation of fantasies of self, uh, of ideal love, okay? Um, but narcissists oftentimes will put themselves into these fantasies where they're the heroes, like where they're destined for this unlimited success where life is amazing and sometimes it's to be able to hide and avoid what's going on inside like dealing with the actual shame and guilt of where they currently are like he hasn't progressed as much as he wants but he thinks he has because of the fantasies when in reality like nope you haven't even shown up and you might have this where you see this inside of like work environments where he can't even hold a job because he's like well just everybody doesn't get me i'm so amazing they don't get it they didn't see my potential all these things because there's this fantasy there's this different version of reality that he's subscribed to at this time 
Um, but then you have the power, the brilliance, the beauty, and the perfect love story like I was talking about. Like the Disneyland, like this is the perfect version of love out there. But what's happening is a lot of times these fantasies, daydreaming aspects are a way to escape the reality of what's going on. The reality of like who I actually am, of how I'm showing up. So like, let me step into the daydream of ideal love. Let me go out and cheat on my partner because that makes me feel better in the moment because I'm escaping this awful reality that I can't connect with my partner because it's obviously her fault. It's not my fault, right? That's the thought process. So it's like, let me escape. Let me go cheat. Let me go be with someone else, which is what I did. And as a result, I'm running away from the reality that I've built here that is so bad. But then I get over there and I start building the same crappy reality because I'm not willing to be honest, not with everybody else, but especially with myself. And so this is, this is really key to understand. The narcissist has already built themselves up in a certain image inside the mind. Oftentimes people get this confused and they don't understand this because they'll be like, well, why is he doing this? And he looks so bad because he already has a reinforced sense of self in his mind. Like he's not letting his activities actually define who he is. He's already hidden that, suppressed it, compartmentalized it, pushed it aside. And he's already come up with this fantasy of like, I'm an amazing person. You're the one that cheated on me. And you're like, no, I didn't. You did on me. Like you, you'll see it flip. Or oftentimes the narcissist, even if he's like publicly exposed, will keep doing the same things because it's reinforced in his mind of what he actually thinks about himself. He's preoccupied with different fantasies that are keeping him going in a different direction than what is actual reality. So think of it where you might have a romantic partner and he creates this idealized version of his romantic partner in his mind. He's like, this is what I want her to be. He envisions you as being flawless, loving, who caters to his every need, even though the real partner is a genuine, imperfect human being. So then when he's infatuated with the fantasy, believing anything less than that is unacceptable. So when you start to crack the fantasy that he's built for himself about you or about the relationship, it's like, ah, not so good. Let me go find another one that actually is the ideal partner because you're not it. Oftentimes, narcissists get annoyed and they go from relationship to relationship because they feel like the relationship is broken or something's not working in it. And in reality, it's true, but typically it's them. And so like I would want to go from relationship to relationship thinking like the next one will make it better. The next one will be the right person. When in reality, I was taking my problems to each person and laying that on top of them. And as a result, nothing was changing. If you're in a relationship today, whether you're the narcissist or whether you're the survivor, you need to understand if nothing's changing, nothing's changing. You're going to stay the same. Some people are like, but it's getting better, but it's on a one month cycle and it comes back and it just got worse. So you need to understand if you're caught in this cycle, please reach out for help. Go to rawmotivations.com, click on the one-on-ones, start with some of our challenges, like just get some awareness to help you move forward in where you are and how to actually be free from narcissistic abuse. Stay tuned for number three coming up later.